On this episode of the Minds with Hakeem podcast, I interview my buddy Julian Say, who's also the host of the Human Podcast, where not only does he tell stories himself, but he also get the amazing humans of the world to come on his show and tell stories, and he opened up that platform for him. On this episode, we talked about perspective, stereotypes, and we also got into a lot of a lot about hoops at the end. So I hope you guys enjoy this talk and learn something from Julian today. Tap in, see y'all shortly. All right, so check this out. I know when buying a home for the first time can be a very stressful process, but that's why it's good to give it a good lender like my buddy Jared Nicholson from Key Mortgage Group. He's so active to educate his borrowers and also let people be aware of their blind spots. This is a good man to make your lifetime lender to make your process super, super stress-free and don't be turned off by the housing process. You can follow him and find him at jnhomeloan.com. Let me spell that out for you. J-N-H-O-M-E-L-O-A-N dot com. So tap in with him. Jerry, NMLS number is 1969744. I repeat that. 1969744. All right, podcast listeners, check this out. My guy Phoenix got a podcast that's really, really good, and you guys should tap in. It's called Rise Again Podcast. It's a podcast where he tells stories of others to help inspire and motivate and for everyone to just be their best and get in your own skin and be comfy, man. This guy does an awesome, awesome, awesome job um, with that platform that he has, getting some of the best minds around the world to come on there and tell their stories. And he also does a great job at facilitating them and telling their stories. This podcast is available every Sunday on all major streaming platforms. Also, don't forget to check in with my boy on social media at Rise Again Create. That's Rise Again Create. Tap in with my boy. Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Minds with Hakeem podcast. I got a very, very special guest. Here he go by the name of Jew. Yeah, not me, him. That's Jew. What's up, brother? Long <laughs> handshake, baby. A COVID handshake. Look, um, say what's up to the people, though, Jew, man. What's up, yo, man? Jew, I appreciate you letting me talk to your people. No, for sure, man. For sure, man. Jew over there being, Jew over there being modest, but he is the um, host and owner of the the Human Podcast. Um, So we're going to get into that a little bit today, but y'all already know how we started off. We we respect our guests, so we're going to check in. Quick pandemic check-in, bro. How you, how the family, how everybody feeling during this crazy pandemic, brother? Man, we're doing good. We have been uh, free in our crib. Mm. We, uh, we drink a lot of water, man. Yep. We try to do. We try to be as proactive as we can. Yep. Keep our body moving a little bit, and uh, you know, be breathing over there. Yep. Just, uh, just trying to eat good, man. Just trying to laugh because mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's not all smiles, you know, all the time, yep. man. It gets nah, tough. For so, real. Yeah, we good, man. We healthy. Family's healthy. You know, I've uh, been fortunate on my side. We haven't lost anyone. Uh, Blessings. The pandemic. So, uh, yeah, man, we good. I That's what's good. up, man. Um and. He kind of broke it down for y'all, but I'm going to go ahead and give y'all the spill, the real truth. You're going to hear him say breathe a lot. You're going to hear him say drink some water a lot. And you're going to hear him say move that body because that's what he lived by. So get ready for that. That's just a warm up. Um, icebreaker question for you, big dog. I did not forget this time. Um, what is the best advice someone has ever given you? I don't know what the best advice mm. is, but I remember when I was uh, – I was in high school, and you know, they used to, my dad used to play noon ball at the Y, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't. If you were in high school, you couldn't play unless uh, you know they played from noon to like one, and then the cats who had to get back to work, they would start leaving around one. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, it ended up with like eight of them in the gym, but there was a couple of us high school kids straggling around. They yeah. would pull this in, so we would always just jump in, thirsty, yeah. And wait. So I got in there, man, and I always had a nice little floater. And I remember one of the. Uh, older guys told me he was like you know you got to be able to use your left hand on your floater too mm. you know not just your right hand mm. and I never forgot that and I started working on it and you know I got pretty good at it yep. but what that told me later on in life is like I got to be able to pivot I got to be able to be versatile yeah I can't just have one direction yeah I got to be able to add tools uh, to my tool and you leaned so in your weakness yeah. you leaned into your weakness mm-hmm. yo yo that's a good point yeah. out man Make sure y'all are leaning into y'all weakness. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, that's a great. That's some great advice. The growth it, is there. It, yeah, it's scary. Go, yeah, but like, take that leap of faith. The growth is there, man. Bro. Like, all of it. Yeah. No, absolutely, bro. So, um, like I said before, he is. That's my uh little wallet going off. My bad. Yep. 
live and direct. Um, we keep it funky. We keep it. We, we keep, keep it, it funky. About the freestyle we keep it freestyle. <laughs> Hold that for me, babe. Uh, yeah, that's how we gonna do that. But um, no, um, like I said before. Jew is the host of the Human Podcast, man. So obviously, I want to shout that out, man, because you're doing some awesome things with that. Um, I think you had some awesome guests. I love your personal, your solo episodes. I love when you get on there and you lean into Jew. You be unapologetically yourself. So, man, tell us what the Human Podcast is about. Tell us what your goal is and what you, what your whole perspective is on your on your platform that you have created for yourself and others. Mm. Uh. I had seen a meme that somebody put it out not too long ago and said, you know, uh, if brothers don't want to go to therapy, they just start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do I need to go to therapy? (laughs) Now, fortunate thing is for me, I I did both. Yeah, (laughs) no, yeah, uh, okay, checked all boxes. (laughs) No, man, I just, I wanted to, you know, through the pandemic and through everything going on, you know, watching, you know, from afar, what it seemed like people, mm-hmm. you know, fighting and not getting along and, you know, not having uh, constructive, you know, conversations. I just felt like it, you know, everybody's trying to be great right now. Everybody's trying to solve all these problems and every, I just felt it was important to be human, mm-hmm. right? Like to be as human as you possibly can is to be divine mm-hmm. in my eyes. Like, uh, you know, so the story of Jesus is, you know, it's God born in the form of man, mm-hmm. right? Like, Human. Human. And the more human Jesus became, the more divine he was. And, you know, in my practice of life, like, I'm just trying to become more human Mm. every day. Like, I can't be anything else. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I am. I'm a human being. You know, people can label me with race or, you know, gender or my name or where I'm from or my height or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm just a human. And I wanted to share my experiences to try to maybe give other people a chance to feel a little more human because there are things we go through that we just don't talk about. Absolutely. We just kind of hold it in. So Absolutely. just wanted to use that platform, man, to just, you know, share some of the st- things I've been through in a raw, you know, form. So that's yeah, dope. That's what it is. No, nah, that's dope. And keep that up, man. Uh, we definitely attentive, and y'all go check that out. Absolutely. The Human Podcast, it will be shared in the description. Below. Don't and even the, worry about that. Maybe Go ahead. your viewers can tell that I'm not used to a camera because like I'm Yeah, you like, like, hey, like hey, hey, don't, don't judge my boy. Look, yeah, that camera, camera on you. That camera right there on that, you. That, so that's, yeah. What, what, what that, that's on right? both of us. Okay. That's on me. Hey, and that's on you. So if I got yeah. something that's coming from my heart, yeah. I should go look, like, man, right look, here. Right here. Right. Let me but get in that angle a little bit. Me and you were talking back and forth. Yeah, boom. Like, All right. You heard me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> no, absolutely. I got you. But um, one, you got one word I want to keep uh, the focus on the human podcast real quick. You got one word in your um in your podcast, and it's called human. Um, And you kind of just broke down what makes us human and what we need is human. Um, And then you, you, you bring it on in different humans on that. Into that light and, and shining that light, what has that been like transitioning into? Because we just laid out a fire episode that y'all gonna we check did. out. Yeah. So, what has that been like bringing in other humans to your light? Because I know your first couple of episodes, you were solo dolo. Mm-hmm. So, what has that been like in that journey? Man, it's been dope. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and maybe you've experienced this too, right? You know, you're starting this thing and you know you got, like, you feel like you got good relationships yeah. with people, right? You feel like you could call somebody up and be like, yo, I need some help moving boom, something. Boom, boom. And they would come through. Dear. But now it's like a podcast, right? So I'm like, people probably think I'm full. What's the, I use a cuss on my show. I yeah, no, you can cuss, you do what you want. No, it's your show. It's not mine. That's what oh, I tell okay, all my bet, guests. I bet. forgot to tell you. Right. Say what you want to say, yeah. brother. So who's going to want to be on my shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I've been doing this podcast. I'm just talking to myself. So like, mm-hmm. who's going to want to be on my show? But little did I know, man, like anytime I call anybody or hit hit them up, mm-hmm. they just, they're, they're excited, man. And they look Lit. forward to it. And you know, the, you know, like, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about it on my show, but you know, the only requirement or the only ask I have of people coming on my show is that, you know, the three days leading up, you just try to spend some time breathing, breathing. you know, drinking some water and moving your body a little bit, just you breathing, know, learn a little mm-hmm. bit more about yourself. So uh, it's been dope, man. It's been dope to learn about people. And it's, it's really been dope to hear the feedback from other people yep. who normally wouldn't be able to sit down and talk with these people and to mm-hmm. see the similarities, right? To have people hit me up and be like, man, that sounds similar to something. Yeah. Like or, you know, so now we're bringing humans yep. right and we're all coming together to mm-hmm. feel human so it's been dope man and uh 
it's a little bit more fun to have conversations. No, with for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I tell jokes when I'm on there by myself, and I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> you laughing by yourself. <laughs> I, I tell my fiance that I'm truly thankful for her. I want to make sure this is very clear, but I can live alone. I can laugh all by myself. <laughs> like, yo, like, and that's no disrespect to any other uh, human in this in world. Come on, man. <laughs> bop, bop, bop. No, for sure. But um, all right, let's kind of piggyback off and like you said, like when you text me that expectation, like bro, I just asked you. It wasn't even a demand; it was asked. You asked that you breathe, find time to breathe. Three days leading up, what is it that that um, gets you in that zone, gets you in that real human aspect of your life when it comes to just simply breathing? Mm-hmm. That changed for me this last week. No, you know I had been spending a lot of time trying to create silence when I was breathing, and. Uh, it, it worked. It helped at the stage that I was at, but I feel like I've transitioned to this stage of uh, not creating silence, but, you know, if I'm breathing and I hear mm-hmm. a noise or something, being able to observe, mm. like just listen and let it come and go. So I, I'll tell you a story. This last week, um, you know, some things that happened. Uh, I had read something that made me feel like this old energy. Yeah. Then I was being hard on myself, man. So I stood up from my desk and I just walked around my crib and I just kept saying, like, you're a good man, Jude. Mm. Like, you're a good man, Jude. Mm. Like, that old energy, that's not who you are. You know, I just kept saying it. And then I got to my uh, sliding glass door. Yep. And then I just kept saying it as I was looking out. And uh, I was saying, you know how you can repeat something so many times that it can become spiritual. Yeah, and you're going to believe it. And you're going to believe it, man. And you can start feeling it in your body. And I just started feeling it and to the point where I couldn't even say it anymore. My eyes were watering up. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I knew to do in that moment, the only thing that felt right was mm. to just sit down and breathe. Mm. So I sat down and I started breathing. And I lived next to the interstate. So when I sat down, I mean, I could hear the interstate, you know, my uh, ice machine. Click. <laughs> you know, you could hear the, like, the microwave. You can hear, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can hear you Nah, can, for yeah, sure. You can hear everything, man. But here's the crazy part. As, as I was breathing for the first time ever, like I had my eyes closed. Mm. I could see the waves. Mm. And every time the sound changed, the wave would change with it. But at the like it was simultaneous. Yep. It was like the sound and the wave were so connected that yep. there was no way it was just them two. Mm-hmm. There was something else because they would all it would all shift, right? And the based on the sound, right? Because if it was like a you know, you live in an apartment, so yep. Some some cats don't know how to close their door. Man, absolutely. Respectfully so, man. Come on, man. You're disturbing my peace. Yeah, the whole wall shook. Yeah. Man. What are you doing? You're like you all right? Yeah. Bad day at the office. <laughs> so that and just like you know on the mic, you know when we hear the waves, from yeah, the different wave. letters and words we say. Like if you say the word with anything, it jumps. Boom. Yeah, and so it it jumped. So for me, man, it's it things like that happened to you know one time I was breathing and I'm, be- I don't know I'm like below the earth mm-hmm. in this boat like it, yeah. it felt, it's like Egyptian yeah it like, <laughs> and, and actually I can't remember um, which uh, which uh, which Egyptian uh, I can't remember which one it was but it was at the front of the boat and uh, I go to this room like, all mm-hmm. kinds of things have happened um, which has usually made it hard the next yeah. couple times I sit down and breathe so I'm like, all right, I'm about to go do something. I'm finna go get it, get it in. You always try to one-up. Yeah, it, man, but um, yeah, it's just no. an experience, man. And for me, honestly, bro, I do it so I'm not an asshole. Bro. Yeah. You right? check your self-check. Come on, man. It, self-check. If, if my practice is to breathe, mm-hmm. when there's stress, you know, when something happens or when somebody comes at me, then my, my practice isn't going to be to respond. My practice is going to be to breathe mm-hmm. so I can put some space in between that. So I can decide whether I want to respond. And mm-hmm. I, it, I'm definitely not reacting if I'm able to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I don't take time to breathe, I may react. And then I got a whole mess to clean up for mm-hmm. two months because I done hurt somebody's feelings. I done you didn't take the time body. to self-reflect. You didn't take the time to indulge. And that's who, and you know, I know me. You know, yeah. I know who I've been, and I'm a competitive guy. Yeah. I'm a fiery yeah. guy. Like, so I, I, I have to work at it. Mm-hmm. Right? I work at just being peaceful. It's not, you know, a lot of people, tell, they think I'm just this peaceful guy. Yeah. I am, but I do 
I do work. Yeah. <laughs> I do like real I, work. I get, yeah. I get my hands dirty. Yeah, I do real work because if I don't, I notice a difference also. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I think, um, and rest in peace, Nip. But Nip told us like, gotta watch your pace. It's all about your breathing. Mm-hmm. It's important. Like, like yo, like the power of your breath and the power. I think it factors into self-control. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're able to control your breath, you have to control it. Your thermostat, like we mm-hmm. were talking about on your show, the thermostat in the room, like you're able to control your own temp mm-hmm. and not let other people's actions, somebody slamming the door in the apartment, mm-hmm. control your temp. Mm-hmm. So I think that's huge. Um, I've, and I've, we're not raised, like, I don't know, as in my environment as a black man, being mm-hmm. around a black family. Yeah. When somebody talking, when somebody talking, they say, you talking right back to me. Man, look. Hey, like, come on. You got to get with it. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah. Come on. Okay, I'm going to get mine off. Bop, 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 bop. Right yeah. back. No. Yeah. That's, and that's, and, that, and that's, I, I come from different perspectives and that everybody don't hone like us, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, it's a privilege for us to have that. Yeah. Like, I think we got to look at that as a privilege. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of perspective and as a black man, I kind of wanted to give you cheers and celebrations as the job that you do as a black father. And you know what? I'm going to get some hand claps for that one. Hey. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. A little celebration show for you. But, man, I want you to kind of, if you feel comfortable, yeah. unpack your perspective as a black father. Because, you know, the negative the negative uh, stereotype or narrative created around black fathers, I think you definitely break down all those negative stereotypes in my eyes. So I can speak from my view, but I want you to kind of break down your perspective of your own self mm-hmm. as a black father here doing it with your two with your two beautiful seeds, man. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. You know, um, before I speak on myself, mm-hmm. I think it's only justice uh, for me to speak on the war that has been, you know, against black fathers. Yes. You know, in this land that we live in mm-hmm. since, you know, the 60s and the 70s. You know, whether it be through, you know, the welfare uh, yeah. program or whether it be through, you know, drugs that, mm, you know. Inf- infiltrated into the hood with yeah, guns. All that, man. There's been so much that. Law know, and order. Imprisonment, right? <laughs> yeah, don't, law and order. Yeah. Enjoy, yeah, man. So there is a real, there's a real curse to break. Mm-hmm. Like there's a real pattern Generation. to break, man. There's, there's, there's this information that's down in our DNA that we mm-hmm. really got to consciously, you know, uh, just work at mm-hmm. and you know for me you know i didn't know my biological father till i was 30 31 yeah and I, i'm fortunate that my uh stepdad i don't even call him my stepdad mm-hmm. but he came in my life when i was five um but i always had this yearning to know the man that like looked like me mm-hmm. so when uh you know i was gonna have my first child nyla mm-hmm. like i you know people like you and i when we get focused on something it gotta get done it's gonna get done at the end of the day we gonna get there, regardless. It's not even a question. Just you. It's just a matter of time at this point. It's just a matter of time at this point. And I, I like made a vow, like I was gonna be active in my children's mm. life, man. Dope. And commitment. Um, I just, oh, I just, I knew. You know, it's, it's interesting. So I was thinking about this in the shower today. You know, uh, in the scriptures, you know, Jesus was always so welcoming to children. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, there's another scripture that says, you know. Uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mm, mind. Yep. Um, so I'll take, so hold that. What I also know about my breathing and my meditation practices is that it creates a lot of gray matter mm. in my brain, which makes my mind more childlike. Mm. So what Keep I, that in the child alive. Right? So I don't have, you know, I, I'm raising it mm-hmm. constantly. So I, I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, did you, is it was Jesus when he said a child like did he just mean children like the mm-hmm. age or you know people who have a pure mind who mm-hmm. have a pure heart about them and are perspective clouded right so I just wanted to make sure that my children have tools bro. Mm. like you know they got shoes or they got you know they got, they got a little skateboard they got they, they got things they can do but I'm here for something else mm-hmm. my daughter yesterday um you know she went to her varsity game and she for she packed the wrong jersey mm-hmm she texted me. That's a big no-no. That's a big no-no, right? Yep. But, you know. It happens. It happens. Absolutely. I've done it before. I promise I did. Right? So she texted me, and I was like, and she was beating herself up in the text message. Like, this is horrible. How I'm could so I do stupid. this? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I texted her back. I said, you don't have time for emotion right now. You have to find solutions. Mm-hmm. Like some, so I told her, I was like, sometimes coaches bring extra jerseys in case somebody gets blood on their jersey. Maybe you just let your coach know. You know, and. But, you know, she, 
that she called her mom, and her mom was trying to figure out a way to get somebody to get their jersey yeah. up there, and I got a hold of her mom. I was like, let's not do that. Yep. Let's not do that because she's only a sophomore, right? Yep. And she's dressing varsity. Probably wasn't going to play yep. much that game. But for me, it's the lesson, right? Because if we're changing our whole life to fix this one thing for her now. She's going to always lean on us to fix it. And she she don't need to lean on us, mm-hmm. man. My girl, my girl is powerful, bro. No, absolutely. This, this young lady is she, she is showing Couldn't power beyond measure, man. Like she, she just, she's just different. Mm, so let's give it up for that. Yeah, yeah. she just different. Yeah, Come on, man. man. We are, we celebrate women on the minds with our kids. Man, and then you got my son who has like the biggest heart, and is just he's passionate and. He's vocal and he's always got a smile. I feel like you can drop him in any room and he gonna be oh, fine, bro. Man, like just my encounters with him, bro. My brief encounters with him, but we spent some we spent some good time together in the gym. I feel like you could drop him at any room. He Coolest gonna be cat, fine, bro. bro. Coolest he cat. He well rounded. Coolest cat, bro. And so for me, I wanted to raise emotionally intelligent and uh, you know evolved children mm-hmm. that can just be good humans, bro. Like for me, that. I mean, the podcast and all yeah. that stuff is cool, but where my real work is at is yeah, raising, raising my baby exactly. child, man, and just making sure that, you know, they're not homophobic, mm-hmm. you know, they're treating everybody right, they yeah. got a handout, you know, the, 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 the stinky kid in class that don't nobody want to mess with. That's, your, JJ, that's your boy. Him, yeah. Make sure you're comfortable. Right? Yeah, like, make sure everybody's mm-hmm. good, man. you controlling, you you raising kids who going to control the thermostat in the room, like, yeah, and, that, and, that's, and that's powerful, man, and I commend you for that, because, like, that stereotype, I always want to try to speak to black fathers about that because that stereotype is something we, we can do away with. And I think what you said, you said something really good in there that was like, um, you said um, it's been underlying. And you said we just got to uh, get past it and deal with it. And on top of us getting past it and deal with it, we got to expose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a real problem that caused us to be set back. Mm-hmm. But, yo, if we bring that to the forefront and be like, yeah, we have been tripping on that, mm-hmm. let's fix it. Mm-hmm. We'll see a lot of change. Like you just said, it's all about united and getting together and other black men getting with other black men who got kids and telling them, yo, that's not real, that's not thorough. Mm-hmm. Like, if you got a homeboy who's not in his kid life, why is that your homie? Like, come on, dog. I was just thinking that the other day. I was just thinking that, brother. Come on, man. Like, but, you know. So it makes sense to me. It don't make sense, bro. Like, and I don't I don't mess with cats that's not taking care of their kids. Come on. I ain't got no time for you. I ain't got no time for you. But here's the flip side, right? Here's the flip side. I want to add, like. On the, I wonder I wonder what their situation was, right? Because it's a learned behavior. So I have I also have this like little bit of empathy because me too. You know, like this a brother that's not willing to reach out to their children and make things right. They got a lot of fear going Come on. Come on, they're afraid of you know what the interaction gonna be like. Is mm-hmm. their child gonna be mad? They don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. How do I do this? I've never done that before. Do mm-hmm. I get into school? How do I do this homework? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what it is. That's but crazy. I always looked at it as pride. I never looked at it as fear. It's fear, bro. So I, I had to start looking at it as mm-hmm. fear when you know my biological father passed away uh, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and you know I went to his funeral, man. And yeah, you told a dope story about that on your podcast man, but go ahead I, I didn't mean to cut you it. off no you're good bro no. and I got to meet some people man and it it changed my anger because you know I had to he had a lot of fear man mm-hmm. you know and even when we talked on the phone he would sometimes bring up things from the past that for me you know he would say well I didn't know how to get a hold of you blah 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 now for me that was bullshit yeah because I'm telling you right now Jew. I'm, I'm getting to my kids, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I had brothers that... Ain't no way. No, yeah, and I had brothers... You know, I've had people that call me and reach out to me as they're going through, like... Come on, man. Divorce ...or something, like, man, how do I get my kids? Or I was like, I don't have the answer for you. I just got to let you know, bro. You got to decide if you want them. Yep. You got to make a choice that you want them in your life, and mm. you will exhaust every mm. opportunity of making sure that happens. If not, priorities. Do your thing, man. Cause some cats are worried about. Well, I don't want to have to pay this, right? Yeah. Nah, man. Get your kids, bro. man. That's all that matters. Get your kids, bro. All that matters. That money see. stuff. It'll get your kids, bro. It's materialistic, bro. Your kids are alive. They have breath in their lungs. Yeah. It's like, yo, and that's dope. So it's right. kind of, I'm gonna look in the camera this yeah, time. Yeah. Like, if there's brothers out there, man, it's like either you know your dad's not around. Or, you know, you're not in your mm. kid's life. Just understand, like, if your dad's not around and he ain't reached out, he's there's some fear probably there. Mm. Like, he probably thinks about you all the time. Break that down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I had, you know, 
there's a lot of people that didn't know about me when I went up there, but some of my biological father's best friends was like, yo, man, he he would talk about you all the time. Mm. He just would, you know, and that made me feel, that made me feel a certain kind of way, mm-hmm. and it made me look at it a different way. Like, yo, if you mad at your pops because he ain't been around or this and that, man, that stuff don't matter no mm-hmm. more, man. And if you got a child out there that you ain't reached out to and you got maybe some issues with the mom or you're just afraid to, man, get over that, Look, go towards that. That's you ain't here forever. You know, you only man. not here forever. They not like you don't know when that when that when that time runs out. And I think um, another another um, thing you hit on in that story was just like I was and I was I was laughing at first, bro, because like I know you, I, I know you a lot better than most. But like you was talking about like how um, you felt like. A spirit was telling you to speak at the funeral. Oh, and he was like, man. I ain't doing it. I ain't it. doing it, bro. I ain't doing it. I ain't it. doing it, bro. I ain't doing it. Nah. And then, as soon as he got there, they put him on spot. I think Julian got some words to say. <laughs> I was weak. It's crazy how that works, bro. Yeah. It's, it's crazy it, how it that works, amazing. man. But that's where my healing, you know, that's where that healing started to happen, bro. And that, you know, that those other levels of anger just really started to mm-hmm. like shut off because I was like, I was holding on to that. And uh, mm-hmm. I ain't even do that no more. No, nah, for sure. Harm, for harmful to me than it was, you know, the person or people I was trying to throw it at. So yeah. And I and I felt like that showed a lot of like um, you just breaking yourself down and like letting letting go of a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. you obviously had animosity built up, mm-hmm. like not only with your dad, with a couple other situations around you, and you let that go for the betterment of, I need to get this out. Like mm-hmm. it's on my spirit, it's on my body. I'm gonna let that energy go, and you let it go in a positive way. I think we can learn from that. Like. I think that's why y'all should be attentive to the human podcast. Like, we're human for reasons, man. This dude tell good stories on there. And not only have he, does he tell personal good stories, he now getting other, other people to come up there and tell stories too. So tap into that. Make sure y'all be attentive. All right. So on um, the show earlier, we talked about um, expectation. I kind of gave my, my ramble on it. Now I want to get yours. What are your thoughts on expectations, not only for yourself, but just others around you that you have deep impact with. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the feelings of expectation? Is it positive or negative? What are some of your good, your expectations that you're required to meet? How do they make you feel? Mm-hmm. Expectations is a tricky word for me. Mm-hmm. I struggle with it. Um, anytime I've ever put expectation on another human being, mm-hmm. 90-something percent of the time, I'm let down. Yep. Um, so... I'm trying. I'm trying to move the energy from expectation to like support, mm. Mm. right? Like if I got people in my life that are good people, I don't have to have an expectation on them because I know they move. Here's the here's the beautiful thing that's happened in my life over the last couple of years is I don't have no bums. Mm. Yeah, I got or, or you know in the good world words of uh, TLC. I don't want no, no stuff. Yeah. <laughs> ain't got no leeches yeah, around. Yeah, I got none of that, man. I Took got, them off. I got good people around, man. That you know, it's mutual. It's mutual energy. So mm-hmm. you know, I got people. And that's around contagious. Me that all I got, all it's got to be about is support. Mm-hmm. The expectation is that I know this person gonna show up and just be themselves every Boom. day. Yep. And if they not. Then, I mean, how can I help, bro? Is everything? It's gonna be a conversation yeah. because we know your temperature, we know your thermostat. Mm-hmm. So, yo, what's the deal? What's going on? Something bothering you? Mm-hmm. It's a conversation at that point. I like that. That's a good. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, and well, try to support myself too. So, mm-hmm. you know, like my my. If I had an expectation, it's me. I tell you when I when I don't when I feel like I haven't met my expectation is when I, when I'm not breathing, mm. when I'm moving my body, mm. when I'm drinking my water, because I can Your literally feel it. I can feel it in my life. Your chi off. It's just, it's, and I'm not saying this works for everybody. I, I think it would yeah. work for everybody. Yeah. I don't think it's going to hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah, either, right? if you just take time to yourself and breathe. Yeah, but it, it's my rhythm. It's, it's yeah. what works. It's my peace. It's my pace. It's mm. how I move. Mm, that's big you said rhythm because like the game we love the game we adore and we finna get into that right now basketball it's all rhythm it's all rhythm and we was talking you could tell a shot's gonna go in before they shoot it on. based on that dribble and come that on. one too man look did that flow right and then you say if i'm driving and i kick it to Jew and there's everything in motion 
It's got to sound on that pop, it's, on it, that catch, it, it, everything. That Jew, if Jew a 40% shooter from three, that, that percentage off that rhythm and that pass and that connection goes all the way up to 70. It's a 70% chance that corner pocket going in. Jew, you so, remember, that, remember that day we was hooping and you said, uh, you was like, oh, he ain't going to shoot that. Jew just trying to pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you ended up killing us that game. I was so mad because I, I, I peeped your vibe that day. I'm like, yo, he he PG'd, he, 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 he Ben Simmons today. He looking to create. And that's okay but he with us let him shoot it and you hit like three that game i was so hot but that goes back <laughs> my to son the, was on the sideline bro yeah yeah he said okay yeah like you're that. not finna disrespect me in front of my c i mean it's love but not like that brother no nah, yeah and I, I definitely spoke too soon on alvin because you ended funny. up killing us that day but um just talk about like what the game the game did to you because i had a brother on by the name of marcus owens um, his episode came out, what today is Friday? Yesterday. And um, he wrote a couple basketball books about how it can impact his life. So how has basketball impacted you as a, as a hooper? I know you got a lot of experience. How has it in, in, impacted your life views or like the way you move in this world off the court? Basketball has uh, been my most intimate spiritual mm. journey mm. outside of being a, a parent um, and, you know, being in relationships with people. But mm-hmm. uh, basketball by far has, you know, I, I had to work for it, bro. Mm-hmm. I had to work for it, man. Absolutely. Um, I, I didn't come from a place where, you know, everything. You know, so it's interesting, man, in Iowa, or I don't know, it seems to be true, right? Like, you know, where I grew up at, if you were the black kid who had two parents, like, it didn't matter. But if you was the athlete and you only had one parent, then everybody was buying, you know. Mm, bought in on you. you. Yeah, they no, yeah. So I was on the back burner. Uh, you know, my varsity coach wasn't really messing with me till we got a new one. Yeah. Um, I didn't have many opportunities, bro. I had nine coaches in eight years. Mm. Um, when I was in college, you know, every almost every year we got a new coach. And the first Sheesh. position that the coach brings in. As a point, point guard, guard. absolutely. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm I'm fighting, bro. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm scrapping. Uphill battle every year, man. And I had, I, you know, it's interesting. The first time I ever meditated or, or you know spent time breathing, I didn't even realize I was doing this at the time. But we was I was in junior college, and it was in between my first and second year. And my coach had talked us into staying up there. It was myself and three other teammates. We had this little apartment. And we was working at Winnebago Industries. Mm-hmm. You know what Winnebago is? They're like little mobile homes. Mm-hmm. And stuff. My assistant coach was the head of security there. So, you know, we were working there and we were uh, painting the bathrooms. Because these people had these, they would have race wars in the ba- on the bathroom stalls. Yeah, stall. absolutely. They'd be writing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> still to this day. <laughs> That's probably. It's not funny, man, it's, no, some but some of the stuff they I know, write, some of the stuff be hilarious, bro. <laughs> like, and yo, bro, I was in Quick man? Trip the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, these people, they get more creative. <laughs> they, they're creators. <laughs> they're hilarious, but they rule. Man. So my coach, you know, we're sitting at the crib, and my coach comes in, and he sits down, and he's got this you know look on his face. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh. You know, he had talked us into staying up there for the summer to work out. Yep. There was four of us freshmen returning. You know, my post player, he had great footwork, great mm. hands. And he, he was undersized, but he was a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And he was a playmaker. We had another dude, uh, Zeb. He was like this 6'3 shooter from mm-hmm. like a small town, but he had this beautiful form. He didn't need no dribbles to do nothing. I loved him. Yeah, I loved him, right? Because I wanted to average a lot of assists. Yeah. So, he, you know, you get to play with a bunch of you brothers. Getting you, get from him him you getting like, fall from him a night. You getting fall from him a night. Yep. And then we had another kid named Nate uh, Brain. Uh, he was 6'7", this long athlete that was also a pitcher. So, he played yeah. baseball, too. Mm. So, coach comes in, tells us he's taking another job. And you could just see everybody got deflated. Look at the... Def- you know, we're already living in this apartment that we, you know, we spraying for ants. You know, yeah, no, nah, it's tough. Mouse all over the place. It's we, tough. Uh, so within two weeks, man, everybody else left, bro. Everybody, every, no, the two guys left, and Jamie stayed for a little while. And Jamie got to the point where he was like, man, I ain't really. He wasn't really trying to go to the gym or work out. So I remember yeah. I'd wake up and I'd go to the gym, bro, and I would just lay under the hoop, like right under the neck. Yep. And I just would stare at it, bro, and just dream. Sheesh about what I wanted and just like close my eyes and manifestation yeah man so basket basketball taught me you know about who I was what I wanted what I was willing to do to get mm. it um, but the flip side is is basketball was my identity also mm. that wasn't same that wasn't necessarily like healthy for me same even stepping away from coaching 
you know, it's interesting, right? I get done playing and then I figure out a way to get into coaching and then I have that energy back. And right? training. Like, like, <laughs> and training, right? So now I'm not, I maybe not, I'm not a player, but I'm around it and I'm competitive, right? So when you win a game, it's like, I beat that coach. Mm. You know, you, sometimes, you know, you, just, you feel that way. Man. Yeah. You're competitive guys, but. I remember, do you remember the incident that uh, you was there too? You remember the incident we had when uh, you, I think, yeah, you had to be there. No, you wasn't there. Vance, Vance had just got, he had just got in charge there, and we had beat the Barnstormers. I was at Kingdom still. Mm-hmm. We had beat the Barnstormers, and the Kingdom coach, I mean, the Barnstormers coach who got in trouble with all that weird mm-hmm. stuff, uh, we ain't going to give him a name on, no, on this no, show, no. but um, we beat him in uh, M- Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. This cat didn't shake my hand. This cat did not shake my hand. And they, at that time, they both had the best seventh grade team in Iowa. They had um, the McCaffrey kid. They had uh, KQ. Mm-hmm. They, had a, they, had, they had talent. They had this um, light-skinned wing. He was tough. Um, but I had Tyreek. I had uh, G-Baby Lino. Mm-hmm. All them North kids. And I had a couple kids from uh, Winterset. And um, Marcus from uh, Hoover. Mm-hmm. Dog. Mm-hmm. And people, oh, I had him and Tyreek together. People told me it was going to be a bad idea. We didn't lose much that, that mm-hmm. summer. And... Them two would be a load to bro, handle bro, on the perimeter. And people and didn't notice that. Bro. People didn't notice that. And Marcus yeah. kept Tyreek in check because Marcus didn't fear Tyreek. Shout out Tyreek and Marcus, by the way. Two, two young two, men, yeah, two, dope, some, two dope kids. I had yeah. I, I had the pleasure of coaching, and you had as well, too. I, when they used to come to the pickup games, yeah. that's what I You see, I would have my shoes. Man, look, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the point guard, too. Yeah. So I got to mess around the guard. Man, look, look, set these look, shoes over here. Man, two awesome young men. Two awesome young brothers. But, um, yeah, he um we beat we beat them in Milwaukee, the fans to the championship, Cat didn't shake my hand. So I, young, young in college, Hooper, took it as disrespect. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I took it right to Twitter. I was like, man, he a coward. Didn't even want to shake my hand after the game, yada, 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 and Vance. Vance, shout out Vance. It's two times in a row, Vance. Um, he pulled me over. He's like, dude, are you trying to start a war with the Barnstormers? I didn't look at it as Kingdom Barnstormers mm-hmm. at the time. I'm, I'm young and I'm in, I'm in. Passionate. Yeah, I'm passionate yeah. and I'm in I'm respectful. Yeah. And I'm respectful. If you beat me, good game. Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. It's a grown man. That's Bush League, not Shakespeare. Yeah, but it's a grown man, bro. Yeah. Like, um, but Vance like, yo, you trying to start a war with Kingdom? I was like, nah, bro. I just felt like, man, well, I come from down south. It's a respect thing. Like, a man beat you at battle, you shake up, and mm-hmm. then you line it back up next time. It's time to line it mm-hmm. back up. So I felt disrespected. But my coach at um, Grandview, he hit me. Um, he commented on my Twitter. And he was like, um, what's the problem, Drew? Like, what's going on? Cause he, and then, like, obviously, I'm the leader of the campus basketball team at Grandview, so I got to I gotta move in a certain code, too. Mm-hmm. I got to respect myself for the program and my teammates. Mm-hmm. And he, like, yo. And I was like, man, coach, it was just disrespectful, yada, yada, yada. We on, we on the timeline. Then he said, Juwan. And, and the stick with me forever, he said, when you lose, say nothing. When you win, Say less. Mm. I was like, ooh. And then the the the, the uh, bozo from uh, Barnstormers don't like his tweet. So he obviously saw my tweet. Mm. He liked Coach Help, my Coach Help tweet, and like he like he agreed with him. So just to let him know, I, he saw it. But whatever. Um, but I like that 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 lesson right there was stick with me forever. So mm. like, when you lose, say nothing. Accept defeat. But when you win. And I was fired up because we won. I'm like, yeah, y'all trade. Say less. Say less than what you would say when you lose. That's how you show humility. That, that was a life lesson the game has showed me. But um, back to uh, you being away from the game, you mentioned that briefly. How's that time been, being away from the game? Because you've been so invested in the game for so long in your life. You don't really think about it. But how's that time been? Healthy. Mm. It's been healthy, man. You know, I've, I've been able to – Double down on being a dad. Yep. I've been able to double down on being myself. Mm. Uh, I have, I don't know what I did to attract a wonderful woman into my life. Dope. But, uh, Shout out, Britt. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, I have, uh, yeah, man. It's, uh, That's good, Life has been good, man. I, I, I have figured out my rhythm and, you know, it's interesting, and this isn't just for me. This is for anybody, man. I don't care if you're pursuing playing, being a pro basketball player or whatever. You, whatever you do is what you do. Mm-hmm. 
it's not who you are. Mm. You should put who you are into what you do. Mm. But what you do doesn't have to be who you are. It doesn't yeah. have to be your identity. Yes. Your identity is who you are as you're doing those things. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't be, you know, you don't have to identify yourself with the things that you do because it, it, it can be an unhealthy dance at yes. times, man. So uh, that's that's something that I have really... No, that's really huge. Yeah. That's huge. And then um, another thing of that is... And when I started my pro career, like when I finished college, everybody knew my goal was to go pro, and it wasn't happening ASAP when it happened. When 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 it, when I felt like it should have happened, but it was my identity to myself. Mm-hmm. Like I was identified in that. But then it took a wonderful woman, my fiance, give her a hand clap. Yeah, she killed me. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see you back there. Um, and um, my my brothers and people like. People like you, bro, to be honest, to let me know, like, yo, Jew, you're an awesome guy. Like, mm-hmm. like you said when you first encountered me, you didn't, you never saw me hoop. You was like, yo, I like his energy. Mm-hmm. And my energy was into my play, but my energy was my true, authentic me. Mm-hmm. So I had to lean into that more. Slide not completely away from basketball because I'm still grinding and I'm, on my, uh, I'm running my race, but mm-hmm. I don't let that define me no more. I'm mm-hmm. not just a hooper. I'm a black knowledgeable man. I'm a fiance. I'm a leader. Like you know what I mean. So like, and I, and I got out of that trap. But I think it's important, like you said, whatever you're doing—football, basketball, soccer, tennis, podcasting, whatever it may be—podcasting is not me. My energy is like this off the camera. You can ask Jew. You can ask everybody in this room. Like yo, you gonna get the same me on and off strip. Like I, I don't know how to be nothing but me, a good person in my eyes. So that's that's huge. And like I think a lot of black men struggle with that. Like, just as fact is, I'm just a hooper. Um, but LeBron embodied those principles for us. He kind of led the way more than the athlete. I think LeBron is dope. Although he I'm not dope. a LeBron lover on the court, I think he's uh, He's absolute. growing on me. He's growing on me. Nah, it's taking yeah. a while. It's just yeah. taking me a while. I had to go to uh, therapy. I had to go to, like, LeBron <laughs> hater rehab. Man. I had to hold the candle man. with my hand up. And I'm, I, I need to go view. LeBron. I, I will no longer. Yeah, I had to do all that, bro. I'm right there with you, bro. <laughs> And I think Bron is I think Bron is a top two player of all time, and I also think off I the think court. he's the most impactful player off around the game, off, the, off the court. And, and of all couldn't time, agree more. Man. Couldn't off the know, court he, as he, a dad, as a leader, as an uh, educated. He's created educated. millionaires bro. in his own circle, bro. He's he's helped these. Look at his like team. It's yeah. not about you, LeBron. Yeah. It's about look at his team, math. Math running it up. Man. We ain't gonna talk about Rich Paul. Man, he man. Rich Paul controlled the NBA. Man. He controlled on, the thermostat in the NBA. Man. Come on, bro. Like that's let me get him. Let me get because everybody know I'm Team KD. So <laughs> let me let me show Brown that love when the I illest, can. The illest, the illest, the illest. If I could, if we, let's just talk basketball. Yeah, no, I for think sure. KD is the most potent scoring machine Ooh. we have ever Retweet. seen in the game. Like it's just and you know people. You complain about his size. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be big to be strong. Nope. And that's where they made the first mistake at as a rook. Right. To Greg. Oh, no. No disrespect to Greg. But. I mean, let's talk about how. Uh, K- KD left the Big 12 and rebounds when he was in college, didn't he? As a freshman. Come on, bro. Come on. And he averaged 25. Come on, bro. So you want to talk about a straight? He down there board. Come on, bro. Like, make it make sense. I mean, if you rebound it, it tells me, look, there's one there's one place on the court where if you're a pump, yeah. you don't go. And that's in and the that's paint. And that's down there in that paint. That's the blood and gut area. If you go yeah. in there, you you to get your eyebrow mm-hmm. cut, you can get your nose busted, you can get your lip hit. You can't go in there. You and you know that's why coaches always say put your nose in there. Mm-hmm. Well, put your nose in there really means that your face, like you're staring at what you're doing. Some mm-hmm. you know, in coaching, some kids they like this. Uh, don't want to dive you know, in it. Your nose, if your nose ain't in there, you, your mind ain't in mm-hmm. there. Man. If you gonna get in there, Russell Westbrook effect. Get in. Go thorough, go get full, go full way. So I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk ball. Let's talk hoop real quick. Mm-hmm. Who your top five? And I'm gonna get you mine afterwards. In order, I need them in order. Oh, y'all, y'all. Oh, that's that's tough. Mhm. Mhm. I ain't gonna go first too, cause I I think I think mine's. I'm. I, I don't think you can get five better. Okay. 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 You know, I'm a skill guy. Yeah, big, big skill. I love, I, you know. Big skill. And maybe because, maybe Bruce Lee's a part of that. I don't know what it is, but I, I am a fan of people who work their craft. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Duncan. Yeah, he, I start at five. I'm going to put Tim Duncan at five. Mm-hmm. Um, Timmy D. Timmy D. Shout out. Uh, uh, oh. 
Yeah, we'll put Tim Duncan the at five. big fundamental. I don't know who's at that three, that, that four spot, mm. but I'm going Steph at the three spot. Mm. I love it. I'm going Kobe at the two spot. Mm. I'm going Mike at the one. Mm. You, you gotta know, go Braun. You know, somewhere. I think that's just my Bron opinion. Bron is a top five. Oh, just, that's just, yep. Bron is a, Bron's a top three player of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's my. Absolutely, I agree with top, you. Top, you know, you know, and I respect that. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas might be in there, man. You know, mm. Isaiah Thomas is the. Only, I don't remember if. Correct me if I'm wrong. It has there been a team that has won a championship that is point guard dominated. That he wasn't the biggest player on the floor. I mean, LeBron and Magic, Steph one time. Steph one year. That's it. Come on, he was the unanimous MVP that year. Absolutely. Absolutely. You gotta you gotta give that but, but I agree with that. That's that a fact. Pouring, he was asking some other guys that was pouring in. Absolutely. I mean, but Joe Isaiah Dumas Thomas, was hooping too. They was. They was. They they, they was hooping too. But I think not not you can't count the years with Kevin. But Steph won, he got one. He got one, I think. And that's why I think Steph, that's why I was happy you said Steph, because Steph is, bro, you can't be the best player on your team at that height no more. Bro, you just can't. You got these Kevin Durant, these Kawhis, these LeBrons walking around. You can't. And and I'll run mine real quick. And I, and, and You're I, the first person to get me to nail down five, by the way. I usually skate out of that. <laughs> I be moonwalking like Mike Jack with the white glove on. Bro. We'll I, take I it. Because no. I'm a basketball historian. Me, I, same, I, I, same. I can't just put it to five. I, I'll talk about Jack Sickle. Who? Man, but I, I give you my five, and, and, and I'm pretty firm on this right now, so I'm, I'm able to give it to you a lot faster. But um, number five, I got Kevin Durant um, for the simple fact, man. I think if you roll the ball out there versus Mike Jordan, Jordan to get beat one-on-one. Like, and not a lot of people are going to be like, he's seven foot and can move just as fast as you, Mike. And he probably shoot better. We know he shoot better than you from three. But mid-range, he probably got you too. Mike in his prime? Come on. Can't, he, can't, he ain't never seen nothing like that. You, you're right. He ain't never seen nothing like that. Finish your five, and I got, I got, he, I got a story come on. for you. Hey, run five. it back. Finish your I, five, I'm I got Kev at five. Mm-hmm. I got Kev at five. I got Kobe at four. Mm-hmm. And I got Shaq at three. Mm-hmm. And I'll give a context to that. It's, it goes into my argument with Steph and KD. Like, you can't – to me, you can't say Steph is better than KD if Kevin Durant was winning the finals MVPs with Steph in uniform. Shaq was winning them finals MVP. That's why I slightly got him over Kobe. No disrespect to the legend, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, but Kobe four, Shaq three. Two, I got Bron. I got Bron at two just for the overall body of work, um, the dedication, the fact that if you walk on your team and you can be the Cleveland Finals. Cavaliers, you, you come on, you getting Finals. there. You getting yeah. there. And every there. and everybody in the community is eating. You and, and look, a bar outside the stadium come on. and you make money. And yeah. look, and, and he gonna he gonna raise your stocks in, in your whole city. Let's just put it like that. He control the thermostat, literally. Yeah. But um Brown at two and obviously I got black Jesus at one. Obviously. You no know, and, and I don't even need to say his name for you LeBron people who think he the be- who LeBron is the best ever. I don't even say black Jesus name because y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Cause y'all know who I'm talking about when that dark night walk in the Man. room. But talk to me though. You, you well, have an interesting I perspective. I, I do. Um, but before I say that, I'm a, the only thing I struggle with that you said. I agree with everything mm-hmm. you said. I struggle with Shaq ahead of Cole mm. because I, I, Shaq, Shaq didn't put in the work. Thirty-eight and seventeen in NBA Finals. And look, Ju, before you finish, I'm not rounding. <laughs> I'm not. I broke it, Marquis. I'm not rounding. You know, like uh, we live in the information age where people. You come set me up. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Watch this. Ah, ah. Bop. Told you. Um, <laughs> I'm not rounding. These yeah. are these are real numbers. Yeah. That, that, yeah, I hear you. Come on, that's almost that's forty good. and twenty. Now I'm rounding. But thirty-eight, seventeen in the NBA Finals, dominant. I hear you. I hear you. So I I, I, for, I lost my my train. But you said Kobe. You, you said Kobe and Shaq because um, no, Shaq didn't work. Yeah. No. But what was I gonna come back to you and Seth? Oh, I think you were talking about Mike and Kev one on one. I think Kev and Durant can so, beat anybody in the world ever breathing in one on one. I do. But one on one has more to do with your competitive fire. Then it I'm does so glad whether, you said that. Whether you can put the biscuit in the basket. I'm so glad you said so that. So I had a roommate, uh, my roommate in uh, college, man. He was like, I think probably 6'4", 6'5". And it was after practice one day, and he was talking shit. 
that you know he beat. I was mm-hmm. I was busting him. You know, in practice, fights would happen in practice. Oh no, absolutely. You, you know, if your coach allowed that culture, because that's only gonna make y'all better. Yeah, you know, we getting after it. I can't remember what happened in practice, but you know, he was he was talking that yang. So I was like, all right, well, let's play one on one. And everybody's walking to the locker room, and I was like, no, y'all stick around, mm. right? So he. He would check the ball up, and he would try to back me down around the rim Mm-mm. and then score it. So I let him. He backed me down, backed me down. And the second he would spin to score. Give me that. I'm getting it I up. I would either smack the ball or I foul him and tell him to check it up. Mm-hmm. And I fouled, I fouled him so many times and made him check it up that he finally started shooting jump shots. Yeah, and he can't and he shoot. He started shooting jump he shots. He can't shoot. Then I, you it's know, a chess match. It's, it's a chess match, it's man. It's a chess so match. I don't know. The only thing that... I've ever questioned at time, and gosh, it's, I'm not. I don't even want to say it because someday I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kick it with Katie, and I don't want him mm-hmm. to feel like I don't mess with him like that because mm-hmm. I do mess with him. But Mike has a different level of competitive. Mm. Like I don't know how one on one's different. And I got a, I got a counter argument for you too on that. Um, all right, so we know Kevin has been under a lot of scrutiny. Right? I don't like that. Like, no, no, I, I don't agree with it either. But. Through the noise, through the fire, through the disconnect with Draymond, through the disconnect with the whole ways team, he wasn't talking to nobody. What was the number? Were they, were they affected at all? And, and, and not to mention that, he come back from the Achilles injury. Yeah. So, that, that, so that's that, my, that, you're right. That's, that's my thing. You're, you're, you're a competitive person. My, he's I agree. super. You're, 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 and he, I agree. And, and I think he, he's competitive I think, in a different I way. think he up there with the GOATs like Jordan, Bruce Lee, LeBron. When you talk about locking in on your craft, on your work ethic. This man literally was. I know how to say what I'm wrong. Too. No, no, no. I agree. Mean, you're right. This man right. was literally with the Warriors and did not like nobody in the locker room but Quinn Cook and said, Guess what? I'm Kevin Durant. I'll go get you 50 to close the Clippers up. Y'all think it's between he me and Patrick Barry? like anybody in the, in the locker room? No. Oh, you, didn't, you, you need to watch Draymond all the smoke. Mm-hmm. You need to watch Kevin for the last two months of that season before he tore his Achilles. Only person he talked to was Quinn Cook. He wasn't even talking, and him and Steph, it's hard to hate Steph. He didn't hate Steph, he just was done with the organization. He was disconnected. But guess what? As he disconnect, I'm going to go ahead and be. That's why he started begging for the ball more. Let me, let me show you what I can do. That's kind of what it was. And then I'm out. We're going to win the ring, and then I'm out. And then watch all the smoke. Yeah. But I, I like that show. Yeah, oh, no, all the smoke is fire. All the smoke is fire. But you, man, that's all I have for you today, brother. I can't thank you. Enough for coming on. I almost broke my neck. Yeah. I hope you get that on the bloopers, Marquis. Bam. But, um, man, it's been a pleasure having you, brother. Yeah, um, like I said, y'all check out that human podcast, man. I'm going to share that um, in the description below. It's on all streaming platforms. You're, yeah. on, you're on Apple, um, Spotify, and uh, like Anchor, wherever y'all want to get it at. We got it. Um, But, um, Jewel, it's been a pleasure having you, brother. And that wraps up another episode of the Minds Without King podcast. Yes, we ended it with hoops. Man, y'all already know. Stay blessed out there, dog. Peace.